This is episode 35, and today I want to talk about how to improve your timing. Welcome to Freya Singing Tips, the podcast. My name is Freya Casey, professional singer and vocal coach. I have been on stage my whole life, and I'm passionate about helping you discover the awesomeness in your own voice. Opera, musical theater, jazz, pop, folk, rock, I have done it all. And I want to give you golden nuggets of advice on how to be the master of your voice. Before we jump right into the episode, I want to remind you one more time that I have a private Facebook group, which I made just for you, my listeners, and my YouTube audience. Because I want to connect with you and I want to share more with you than I can just like this. I want to interact. Every Thursday, for example, we share clips of everybody singing, whether it be video or audio only. It doesn't matter. I give advice. I give tips. You can ask questions and we just share in our singing journey. So head over to Facebook if you have not already joined and look for the Master Your Voice group. I would gladly accept you into the group. All right, let's get started. Timing. Timing is so important, not only when you sing on your own, alone as a vocalist, but especially then when you are singing with other musicians. For example, if you have a pianist that you play with or a guitarist that you sing along with or a whole band or even another singer or even a choir. Now in a choir, have you ever noticed that the more people sing together, the more they drag? And it's just because... It's not because people don't know the timing. It's just because everybody just kind of waits for everybody else and it just drags. It always does. I've directed choirs and that is such hard work. That's why I don't like it. Um, it's just so hard work because you just have to put in all that energy to get people to not drag and to get them, you know, to think as a soloist, but sing as a choir member. That's a hard thing. But the timing issue, and that's one of the issues that arises, is that you have to think ahead of time. A lot of times the problem comes when you breathe too late and then you just kind of are behind the beat just a little bit because you are not preparing for your entrance to come in. So you want to always prepare by breathing properly, by having your posture and by thinking ahead of time and not singing kind of along or behind, but doing your own thing independently from what everybody else is doing. First of all, like take the initiative and be your own judge, be your own timing gauge, if you will. So that's very important to prepare and to be an individual as a musician. Because a lot of times singers just kind of sing along because you're used to singing along songs on the radio or you just sing with a choir. Be your own person. Think as a soloist. You are a soloist. You need to take, you know, take charge of it and be responsible for your own timing. Very important issue. Now, a lot of times especially singers, since there are a lot of singers who don't have instrumental training. And that's a problem just because you don't have all that theory. And a lot of times you just aren't really aware of some of the basic principles that apply in music. So what I want to do right now is just to help you a little bit to get a more feeling for timing. One very, very important tool that no musician, whether it be an instrumentalist or a singer should ever live without, I'm serious, is a metronome. 
You have got to own a metronome. And if you don't have one of those old things like I have right here, like one of those that look like a pendulum that go back and forth, you can download a free app. Just search for metronome in the apps. You will find one for free. I'm absolutely certain. Go get a metronome right now. So important. And no matter how professional you are, I'm a professional. I have been doing music my whole life. But even I sometimes have to practice with a metronome just because your own perception of timing is totally different from the reality. A lot of times we think we are just in time, but we are not. And you can hear that by singing. When somebody sings a cappella, just think about this. Just think about a simple song. Let's say happy birthday, a lot of times people leave out beats. It's like this, happy birthday to you, happy birthday to you, happy birthday, happy birthday, happy birthday to you. So if I wanted to have real exact timing, so let me do my metronome here, it'd be like this. Let me do a little faster. Here we go. Happy birthday to you, happy birthday to you, happy birthday, happy birthday, happy birthday to you. Always make sure you practice with a metronome every once in a while. So important. And while, of course, you don't always want to be very, very metronomic and like a robot, you want to have a rubato every once in a while. But even that, so important, first of all, to know, to have to get a better feeling for accurate timing. And the more you practice with a metronome, the more accurate your actual feeling for it and your, your own perception of it will actually be. You will become more accurate. Now, let's talk about some principles. Now, happy birthday was in uh, three-fourth time just now. Let's pretend we are in 4-4 four, four, and set your metronome to 60. Now, the number that you have whenever you set the metronome resembles how many beats per minute. So 60 means 60 beats per minute, which means the beat is one second long. So every beat gets like one second. Um, and the faster it gets, you know, the more beats beats fit into the one minute. So if you have 120, for example, that would be two beats per second. So you can estimate, even if you don't have a metronome, you know how just about how long a second lasts. So you go like, that'd be kind of 60, like if the clock was ticking. And if it was 120, it'd be one, two, three, four, one, two, three, four. For just about that. So, and anything in between, you can kind of estimate it, but make sure you have a metronome to practice with. Okay, set it on 60. So, there's my metronome on 60. So, what you want to do now, you want to clap. We're just going to clap today. We're not actually going to sing a lot. Just clap on the beat. And you will see that that is already not that easy. The thing that's going to help you is having a movement, an emotion, which means don't just 
take your hands apart right before you need to put them together again. But it's kind of hard to explain um, without seeing it. But just try to kind of like clap out, clap out, clap out, clap out, clap out, clap out, clap out. Because what it will do, it will help you subdivide the beat. And the more subdivisions you have, the more exact you can be, the more accurate you can be. It's going to make it so much easier because you don't have to estimate when the next beat comes because you're subdividing it into, in this case, into the eighth note. Now, instead of just thinking the subdivision, clap it. So we go. See, I'm even not that accurate today. <laughs> um, and as you noticed, I did the on beat, like whenever the, you know, the metronome ticked. I did it louder than the subdivisions, which you should always have that pulse of that quarter note, which that's what the beat resembles here. Always stronger on the beat and the subdivisions are less strong. So we had one and two and three and four and one and two and three and four and. So let's go to the next subdivisions. We subdivide it into eighth now. Now the next subdivision, if you know that math, it's gonna be 16th. So every eighth is gonna have yet another subdivision, which means every quarter note, every beat that you hear with a metronome here will be subdivided not into two, but into four subdivisions right there. So it's not going to be one and two and three and four and, but it's going to be one e and a two e and a three e and a four e and a one e and a two e and a three e and a four e and a one e and a two e and a three e and a four e and a. So I just kind of have to speak it while you clap on the beat, and you will notice it's not that easy. So what I want you to do now is to sing it. Let's do like this. Just go on ma. Sing the quarter note, but have a clear division, like so. Ma, 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 ma. So don't make it very legato. Now let's try to divide it into the eights. But go ma, mu. Ma, mu, 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 ma, mu. So let's now divide into sixteenth. So let's go ma, mi, mu, mi. So the mi resembles the 16th, the ma is of course the quarter, and the mu is the 16th that we just did. Mami mu mi 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 and what will help you is to always 
emphasize, make a little accent on the quarter note, like mommy, 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 and so on. So let me stop the metronome. Those subdivisions are so important. And the accents are very important. Whenever you sing fast melismas or arpeggios, it's very good to subdivide them. And I like to kind of group them together. So, for example, when you have something like, like just a, like a scale, it's always good to group them. Like, so I'm always thinking a four quarter, um, a four four beat. So it's much easier than just not knowing where your anchor points are. Set those anchor points like instead of it gets a lot more accurate whenever you think of those subdivisions and you group those. It's usually like a group of four. So that's what it usually does. And if you practice those things, your timing will get much more accurate. Also, sometimes you don't start on the beat on a song, but it's like two, three. For example, like that, or a it's like swing, but it doesn't start on the beat. Just fly me to the moon and let me sing among the stars. You will become so much more accurate whenever you have those subdivisions, when you have when you feel that pulse of the subdivisions. Otherwise, you just kind of have to estimate. And I have so many students that have a hard time with getting the timing exactly right when there are smaller subdivisions and you have to start like, let's say, on the second 16th note of the measure or on the last 16th note and, you know, have that. Very, very difficult. If you have an upbeat that's really hard to count, it is so much easier when you have those subdivisions. Always have those subdivisions. And sometimes also, whenever you have sheet music, you can't quite figure it out. It's so much easier just to subdivide. And I, what I sometimes do when something's very complicated and complex, I just draw lines to where I was like, okay, this line resembles one. This line resembles beat two. This line resembles beat three. And this line resembles beat four. So I draw a line where those beats are and which notes actually come on the beat and then I subdivide into this the eighths and the sixteenth however small I have to do it you know like if there's 30 seconds involved I will have to subdivide into that but that will that really makes it so much easier to know when you are supposed to come in like in there if there's a really complex upbeat which sometimes is you'd have very small subdivisions like like one two three four one but um like when you have very fast, um, you know, subdivisions, it's very hard. So I hope this helped you a little bit today because I see so many singers who don't have accurate timing just because they're singers. And yes, of course, you don't always be want to be robotic. But the thing is, if you know the rules, you're going to be so much better. You're going to be more accurate. And then you can take your freedom and as 
by all means, as a singer, you will have to take your freedom. You don't always have to be so accurate. But the thing is, you will have a much better feeling, for example, if something is swing or not swing. And uh, just whenever you do need to be together with an instrumentalist, it's going to make it so much easier when you know your theory behind the whole thing. Thank you guys so much for listening today. I really appreciate you spending your time with me and I do hope that I am helping you to get better. I would love to hear from you, whether it be um, via email. Um, you can email me at info at friassingingtips.com or podcast at friassingingtips.com. You can also, and I would totally appreciate it, leave me a review on iTunes or any other platform that you may download the podcast on. And I'd love to hear your feedback. What else would you like me to talk about? What do you find valuable? What would you like to hear of me? I always like to hear your feedback so I can improve whatever I do. And if you need more singing tips than just once a week per podcast, you can go on YouTube and you will find my channel there. I put out three videos every week plus the podcast episode. Actually, for those who don't listen to podcasts or who still want to listen to it on YouTube, just go to YouTube and type in my name, Freya Casey, will find me there. Thank you guys so much for spending the time with me, like I said. Um, if you have not taken my seven-day challenge, please take it, the seven days to perfect support. It will really help you get better support and sing better overall. Until next time, don't forget, always keep a song in your heart and always keep on singing. Bye-bye.